0: Are now, are now listening, listening, to listening to The War, the Report. War Report, Wednesday, Wednesday night, night War, War room. room, with your host,
1: with your host C-Done. C-Done. It's your boy, the Walker. I got my
0: boys with me. Mike, Mike. Get your weight up, strength and conditioning, development.
2: Ice Jones. Stop thinking with your emotions and watch the tape. And be real.
0: Which is not normal
1: for me. It's taking something out of me. Are you ready? Because
2: we are now locked and loaded for the Wednesday night war room.
1: Let's go! War Eagle, everyone, War Eagle, happy Wednesday, happy hump day. Thanks for tuning in to the latest Wednesday night war room. Shout out to you, Dorian Hurd. Been waiting all day on my TWR family. Promising news servicing around T.D. Moultrie mm. and Papo. We'll get to that. We'll yeah. talk about that, guys. We'll definitely talk about that, but appreciate that super chat, man. Good to have you on with us. Fellas, this is like my favorite time of the football season because it's less stress because Auburn won't lose this yeah. week regardless. Yeah, yeah. Won't lose. How are we feeling? Auburn is
0: 5-2, and two, going into the much-needed bye week. How are you feeling, Mike G? Uh, listen, Brian Harson. Has the best record through seven games of any Power Five first year head coach this year at five and two. Now, I don't think anybody will argue he had the toughest road to hoe. So, being five and two at this point is actually quite an accomplishment. I just want to take some time to congratulate him on what really has been a job well done up to this point. You know, he hired his staff, we had our ups and downs, but to be five and two. You know, and honestly, a team that could have been 6-1 and one under the right circumstances, he's got us in. I mean, listen, we're in the hunt for the SEC West. Whether we're an actual threat to win it or not, that's another story. I'm going to wait another few weeks before we get into that. But I feel good. I feel like uh, being in the conversation and feeling like we could possibly hang is a great place to be. So, thumbs up, Brian Harson and staff for seven weeks.
1: Hey, talk to me, man. How you feeling going into this bye week?
2: I feel good. He uh, like said, "There's, there's no stress in the bye week. Hopefully, everybody just stays healthy during practice this week. We get a good game plan together. Uh, Ole Miss goes out there and uh, does something that makes them overconfident coming into Jordan Hair, and then we beat the brakes off of them next weekend. So I'm feeling good. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Michael asked,
1: "Where it be Will? He has a night off tonight, guys. Uh, he will be back next weekend. So be on the lookout for him there." Uh, yeah, I'm feeling good, too. I'm feeling real good, too. Um, I just like where we are. I think if you told me that Auburn would be five and two going into the bye week back in August, I would have gladly taken it, especially in year one. Uh, that means we would have beat some teams that people didn't expect us to beat. And that's what basically what has happened. And I like how we have looked on the road, whether it's Penn State, whether it's, LSU, whether it's Arkansas, we have looked the part. We haven't been run off the field. We haven't been, you know, looking terrible. So I'm happy with where we're going and we're seeing improvement. I think that those are the returns you want to see in year one. It may not necessarily reflect in the record you want to see. Fortunately for us so far, we are seeing it reflecting the record, but I'm happy to see improvement on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm happy for that. Well, guys, listen. Let's let's go ahead and and let's talk about some uh, Week Eight preview. It's not. It's it's kind of a. Eh. Some teams are <laughs> off this week. Some teams are off this week. So Six this is how we're looking. B will is still out in front. I'm I'm close second. Ike is coming up on me. Uh, trying to pass me. But, uh, I, you know, I can't let that happen. And uh, Mike G,
0: Mike G's in fourth. He's in last place. But hey, you know, hey, hey. Best record of the week, though. And you're just going to slide past my 6-1 and one this week. Like, it's not. It's something. It's something. Okay. Damn it. I've been taking a beating every week. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, you got to share that with Ike because, you know, you didn't get that by yourself. But mm-hmm. congratulations, Mike G. Congratulations. Now, let's get to it, guys. Let's get to it. Uh, first game. No, no lines for it. But Arkansas, Pine Bluff at Arkansas. No shocker here. I'm going
2: Arky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Arkansas.
0: Brian you know? picks Arkansas too.
2: Was a record. Yeah. yeah, he did yeah, send Brian, us his pick, Bri- so we do have what picks Brian wanted to do here. Yeah.
1: So we got the next one is Mississippi State goes on the road to Nash Vegas to play Vandy. You see the line there. Interesting,
0: interesting. Why, why you say it's interesting? Because we got three and three versus two and five. Vandy pulled out a win last week, did they not? Against who? They did not. No, Never mind. no, no, South Carolina. They, 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 got they were, close. They were close. They didn't oh, yeah, win. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, I was they, actually. rooting for them. <laughs> they, they, snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna go Mississippi State. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Same. Yeah. That's yeah, a can't, safe. That's can't safe. risk it this week. <laughs> well, at least not not,
1: not on Vandy. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know somebody at Vandy. You are doing that? Uh, South Carolina goes on the road.
0: Mm, they they did one point win against Vandy. I got to go with Texas A and M. Yeah, here. Texas A and M's winning this game.
2: He yeah, can. that's if, unless on. you want to p- shock the world here. See and pick uh, South Carolina with the upset on the road. Does South Carolina cover?
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. You know what? I think South Carolina covers. Okay, yeah. good right. for you for them, but they're not going to win the game. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to. You. you think I'm crazy? <laughs> Come on, now. All right, Tennessee. <laughs> don't do that, Mike. Don't do that. Don't do that. Do not. You know, or do that. I don't care. Whatever. Tennessee <laughs> goes to number four, Alabama. I'm not it's not even no point in me giving the football power index, but like you you all you know who they who they think has the best chance of winning. We know who has the best chance of winning. I think Tennessee gets curb stomped uh this weekend. Uh I know Ike is 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 really hoping that Bama gives it to Tennessee yeah. after yeah. last week, obviously. They deserve, yeah. it. they deserve it. They earned it. They did earn it.
0: They did earn it. And uh, listen,
2: the players don't earn it, but your fans deserve to see your team go down in epic fashion for how you behaved last week. So,
0: uh, yeah. Yeah. Is Hooker done? How serious was his injury? I don't know. That's even worse. If he's not playing, then they're just going to get it. Yeah, they pulled him. He got injured. And then they sent Milton in for the last play of the game, and it was tragic. (laughs) Like, It was shades of Bo versus South Carolina. I was like,
2: he took off running. I was like, you realize that this is the last play. There's three seconds
0: left, and you ran all
2: three of them away trying to dance around in the backfield. There's literally no point for you to do anything other than hurl something towards a person who has puke orange on and hope that they come up with a... uh, And he didn't do that.
0: Yeah. It was literally what Bo (laughs) did last week, (laughs) last last year versus South Carolina. Uh, There was only... You had one job, throw it in the end zone. (laughs) I just, puke, it was so tragic. Puke orange, though. That's, what it is. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah.
2: I hope they get it beat. It's like somebody it. had an orange sherbet
0: and it didn't sit well with
2: them.
1: Cleveland <laughs> <laughs> uh, says hope plus execution equals danger for anyone facing Auburn. I like that. I like okay. That, All right. All right. All right. Auburn keeps improving. It. Yeah, it will be danger. I, 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 I like. I like that. I like the attitude there. Also, I think B. And by the way, there's no shock with B. Will's picks. By the way, guys, I mean he's yeah. pretty much picking the same people we're picking, so no need to to emphasize that. Let's move on to the last game. Actually, a very quiet weekend in the SEC. LSU, the Fighting Orgerons, go on Uh-oh. the road to play number twelve Ole
2: Miss. Are they going to pull out a little last second? Hey, magic for 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 old Edo? No. no. <laughs> because Ole Miss isn't turning the ball over that many times,
1: give him that opportunity.
2: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think that uh, um, LSU is going to do it this week. I'm going to go Ole Miss as well.
0: Um, I heard of some of Ed Orgeron's. more has come out about that situation about his behavior, yes, <laughs> since yes. winning the national title, uh, Coach O lost his damn mind, and for that reason, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pick LSU. Um, to pull off something crazy here, uh, for Coach O on his way out. So I'm going. (laughs) There's no real logic to this pick. I'm not sitting here pretending like LSU. I mean, the only
2: saving grace here is Matt Corral may not play.
0: He may not play. Yeah, he may not play. That's
2: really the only difference for me in this game as to whether or
0: not Ole Miss even like whether they put up sixty or they only score thirty. Yeah, Lane Kiffin did not sound I mean, he it may have been games and shit, but he didn't sound super optimistic about corral playing in this one. So uh yeah. And they're gonna I'll,
2: be back to what's the other kid's name that le- plays like a running back uh at their uh, he's uh, he's got great legs, man. I, I can't, just, I can't uh, he's all over the place. I can't remember what his name is right now. Yeah uh that kid I see is, is a great runner. Plumley. Yes. Plumley yeah, is who I, is. It I, makes I, him plum I,
1: I uh help me correct me if I'm wrong. It, didn't Mike G just say just seven days ago
2: that he was done? He did.
0: I did. You I heard am. it too. You I heard am. it too. I did. LSU so. said, "Baby, I've changed. I promise." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I'll take you back this time." One more John time. John Rice, Rice. One more time. That's what his name is, John Rice Plumley. Yeah. So he hey, isn't there anymore.
2: Somebody said, "Really?" I didn't. Oh, that's right. He did transfer. I don't know who the backup quarterback oh, is the for Ole Miss. Is, is. Uh, Alt Altmeier? They said, oh, he's playing uh, wide receiver, they said. Oh, man. They're going to put him back in and let him play. They're going to put him back there. (laughs) Yeah. They're going to put him back there. But I just, I don't know, man. I just don't know if LSU is, I mean, they don't have anything to lose. Matt Corral being down is really the only thing that makes this questionable for me.
0: Yeah. Or if he plays hurt.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, him playing hurt is probably still better than whoever. If he's playing hurt, that means that they they probably don't trust their backup at all. Okay, yeah, and enough. that that bodes particularly well for us the next week. So, facts, <laughs> facts. big facts, <laughs> yeah, facts,
1: big facts. We'll definitely be keeping an eye on this, game Miss, because but whatever. I am curious to see just how injured Matt Corral really is, um, and what does that look like for us going into the next week. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm just curious to see what kind of do these guys really get up for Orgeron or not? I mean, do, do, do they still continue to play for him? That's, that, that is a weird situation with a coach still there, but he's fired, but not really. Right. So yeah. I just don't know what what kind of, what that locker room is looking like. But I don't know. We shall surely see. We shall surely see. We shall surely see. I think we got a super chat here. This is by Stuart Donald. Donald. UT fans' conduct was so deplorable that made Lane Kiffin look like a good guy. Yeah. Listen, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he for for the for the longest he looked like the bad guy leaving Tennessee in the way that he did. You kind of vindicated him in a way by the way you acted. So for sure,
0: yeah. um, SEC Shorts did a really funny video about UT fans sneaking random objects into the game. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, I highly I have recommend not you seen go. That yet. It was comedy, but uh, you know that 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 was a whole failure on their like. Stadium security and, like, just the stuff that they got in the game, it, it, I, I just don't understand it, man. I, I will never understand that. Um, the SEC came down with heavy fines. I think 250 k mm-hmm. is what I saw. They hit them with, and, you know, they got to get that under control, man. You know, what? A, you know if you're hypo, that's disappointing, man. Your first year, the fans going to do something bushly like that, uh, that's too bad for him. I, I don't think he deserved that.
1: William Nichols here says, chances that Kiffen announces he's taking the LSU
0: job after the game. I wouldn't put anything past Lane. Nothing. I put nothing past Lane Kiffin. I doubt he would do that after the game. Not
1: after the game, but, you know. I doubt he would do that after the game. But um, I, I just don't know. It's kind of early to determine who. I mean, they're throwing out names, and it's mostly through through agents who are, at the very least, trying to get their their guy a raise, at the very least. So... Mm-hmm. You know how these things are. It's it's hard to determine who they're really going after. But
0: yeah, I don't you know, know. Uh, you know, I I wonder what they're telling recruits at this point. Right, you're going to let him coach the whole season out. Is he recruiting? Is the staff recruiting? Like, I would think the staff is recruiting for sure. Yeah, I don't know I just, about him. Yeah, I just don't. I understand. just don't know what he would say. Like, then, what, what, then with the early signing period, right? Like, this is a very curious decision to announce his departure. Then still let him coach out the season. So um I can't wait to hear read more on that situation, LSU, but uh apparently it was so untenable they had to do something. Well, Way Jackson says he's he said he's still recruiting. I'm I'm just What's the pitch?
1: Yeah, yeah, come to LSU. I won't be there, but come to LSU. Good,
2: right? <laughs> Yo, what's up? This your man Ike Jones with the War Report and you've been listening to the War Report Wednesday night war room. If you want to get in on the conversation early, catch us as we broadcast this show live on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central on YouTube. Make sure you check out our other content while you're there. Facts and all, the weekend tailgate, our player interview series, building rapport are going strong. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to the show.
1: And we are now joined by Brian Matthews of AuburnSports.com.
3: How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. It's awesome to be in with you guys. I I just love listening to y'all go back and forth. It's just so much fun. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Listen, it's a lot to go over from recruiting to
1: news surrounding the program. We had a super chat earlier uh, that talked about good news surrounding TD Moultrie and Owen Papo. So let's kind of just start there. Uh, What's the latest? Give the people the latest regarding TD Moultrie and when we can expect him back with Auburn.
3: Well, it's probably still indefinite on TD. You know, he's got a compliance issue. They're working through uh, him and Auburn. And, um, I don't have a, a good timetable on that, but maybe for Ole Miss, maybe a little bit longer, maybe never. Uh, I do think though that, um, or at least what we're hearing is he will probably make it back at some point. I think on Popo is a guy that they've been pointing to, to get back for the Ole Miss game. He had a high ankle sprain, which, you know, can take a player out four or five weeks, which I think he's missed four games if I'm not mistaken now. So, um, I think they'd be a little uh, disappointed if they don't bring him back for Ole Miss or if he's not ready to go. But um, I think if you if you look at what Matt Corral does running the ball, you've got to have um, – and, and Ole Miss running 100 plays a game or whatever they did at Tennessee, you've got to have that linebacker depth and you really need to pull back for this game.
1: Definitely, definitely, definitely. What has been some of the I, – I guess the biggest surprise for you watching Auburn in the first half of this season? What are some things that's, that uh, that you've been – I guess that you've anticipated either on the offense or defensive side of the ball that has either gone the way you expected or not so much. What has been the biggest surprise for
3: you? I think the biggest surprise for me, and that's coming off of, you know, eight years ago or whatever it was, is just seeing the team improve so much in certain areas as the season went on, which is something I definitely didn't see (laughs) recently uh, from the previous regime. And, you know, you look at it offensively, Bo's gotten better. The receivers have gotten better the pass blocking's gotten better. Um, the run blocking and all that's got to get better, but this is a great week off to get that done, right? Yeah. And then defensively, I mean, the secondary looked ass the first couple of weeks, and they've gotten better, right? And I think a lot of that was just them uh, adjusting to to playing a lot more uh, different um, zone coverages after, you know, Steele was a, a basically a 90% or more man guy. So, um, yeah. and then the pass rush has gotten better. That's been another area of... of concern for this team for years um, since um, Jeff Holland really having that edge, edge, edge guy. And Auburn's got a few guys that are making plays. Derek Hall, oh, I love what Ecu Leota's done uh, recently. So I think that's the biggest thing. The other thing I really like is um, how offensively they have these plans that are innovative, that uh, attack and confuse defenses and that, really set up this team to win games if they execute well enough, you know, even Georgia, which was much better than Auburn at just about every position. If Auburn was to perfectly execute their offensive plan against Georgia, they would have been in it at the very least in the fourth quarter, maybe not win that game, but uh, they would have been in it. So I I just, um, I like the coaching that Auburn's getting um, game day and development wise and and improvement wise.
1: What would you say would be, kind of your expectation going into uh Ole Miss with the bye week what what are you expecting much from auburn uh going home against an ole miss team that's kind of questionable because we're not quite sure of their QB situation do you expect this team to continue c- more consistency because the question is auburn showed that they're they're able to show improvement for one game but the question is can they continue to do that right and so what can we expect realistically from Bo? Can we expect the 21-26 performance, in your opinion? Or do you see us, do you see Bo, you know, improving, but his numbers may not reflect that. There may be a drop here and there. Like, what what can we expect realistically from this offense moving forward?
3: Well, I think with Ole Miss, I don't think their um, defense is anything special. They're better than last year's Ole Miss team, which is a big step forward for them. But still, I I don't think they're any worse than than arkansas i think they're fairly similar you know strengths in different areas so I, I i do think the offense and Bo can have a pretty good game against Ole miss especially if they can find a way to get that running game going on first and second down you know i mm-hmm. thought they had a great plan against arkansas to throw those quick you know short passes to get Bo going it, it got yeah. him in a rhythm it um backed arkansas up a little bit um it just it just was a great plan i thought you know um and um if they can find a way to get a hat on a hat on the offensive line and sustain a block for an extra second or a half second, whatever it takes to give Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter a little extra room, you know, and they can break a tackle. Suddenly you're getting six or seven yards on first down and then the offense really starts working well. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's still a, another improvement, another big step they can make in this offense. Well, listen, let's, let's talk
1: about one, of, one of the people have been asking some questions about recruiting. So, Let's go ahead and talk about some of the recent commitments that we've had, starting with a player who's the son of one of our our coaches, uh, Drew Bobo, who committed last week, three-star offensive lineman uh, of Auburn, Alabama. You see his size there, and it was a Georgia-Auburn battle until last week when he chose Auburn over Georgia. Also, a few days later, Easton Harris. Three-star offensive tackle. Believe he's a right tackle, correct, Brian?
3: For Auburn High School, he does play right tackle, yes.
1: Okay, so uh at Auburn, Alabama, six foot six, big guy, 286 pounds, ranked 19th in the state, and he's the 42nd offensive tackle in the 2022 class. He came down between Auburn and Florida, and of course he chose the good guys. Brian, this obviously was something that appears to be in the works, but uh, Easton Harris, he was he was kind of early on in the recruiting cycle. It was like anywhere but Auburn at one point. What kind yeah. of change for him?
3: Right. Auburn recruited him really hard, and I think the guys uh, like Powell Gordon, who's also at Auburn High School and committed, and Drew, and just Demari Austin and all those commits really um, helped recruit him really hard for Auburn, too. And I think Auburn told him, look, You know, you got a chance to play here at home. He's from Beauregard. He transferred to Auburn as a senior. Uh, And he got a chance to step in and play early in your career because we need help on the offensive line. And if you look at the two of those guys, you know, Drew, I think, is an inside guy. He plays left tackle for Auburn High School because he's pretty technically good and he's got some athleticism. But I think he projects as a guard or maybe a center. I mean, I like the idea of having a 6'4", 6'5", center, you know. Mm -hmm. And, And in two or three years, he'll be a much more powerful player. Uh, as it gets in that weight room in the training room. And then you look at uh, EJ. Uh, he goes by EJ Harris, our, our big J. Um, he's the guy that's got that huge upside, right? Uh, he's got that tackle body. Um, he's got a really good athleticism. His coach described him as being nasty on the field, you know, that that Braden Smith type mentality that you want to have. You know, I'm, hey, I, I love to garden, you know, when I'm home, and then get on the field, I love to knock people's, you know, ass in the, you know, put them in the, put them in the stands, so to speak. So um, I I like what they've done here. And I also like the fact that Auburn has done such a poor job recruiting Auburn high school in this area recently, they missed out on so many great players that have gone to other schools. Um, So I just like that they're getting, getting back into recruiting Auburn high school in this area better and getting those players to come to their hometown school.
1: Brian, it seems like Damari Austin has become the, he's taken the lead in terms of this being the guy who's kind of rallying these recruits together. Is, is that, is that the case?
3: That is hundred percent the case. And I think Damari is a great a great young man, a great player, great character, leader, all that. And and he's showing it during recruiting and I can't wait to see him uh, suit up too because you talk about having Tank and Jarquez and him, as, as three backs next year, that's gonna be a lot of fun and and you figure they're gonna get this run block and figured out by then you got all these tight ends back you know you, you got some some offensive line coming in they're probably gonna bring some other ones in to help out and uh yeah i I, th- I think uh, Damari is a great pickup uh, for recruiting right now and for the future
1: so we got a lot of news about. Of course, from Auburn, which obviously is becoming a new pipeline for us in terms of recruiting, which is odd because it hasn't been in in years past for some strange reason. But it's one of the things that we talked about that we desperately needed was offensive linemen. Right. Yeah. And we already picked up two. But who's still in play? Uh, I know there's Riley Quick. Uh, who's uh, committed to Bama for baseball, but apparently he really wants to play football. Is he still a, a, a player here
3: for Auburn, I mean, or not so much? Maybe, but I'd, I just I'd be surprised. You know, he's got the connections to Alabama. He's already committed to them for baseball. Yeah. it just doesn't make sense for him to come to Auburn. But you know, we'll see. I guess you know I, he is a guy that's uh, visited, and Auburn is recruiting, so it's worthwhile to keep an eye on. I think, um, I think at that position. One thing we're going to see is uh, them be very aggressive in the portal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you look at the top offensive linemen, especially the tackles that pop up, they're gone within a couple of days because those, those teams just get after them. So I think you're going to see Albert do that too. And um, I think it's also good what we saw from Killian Zaire, right? He steps in, mm-hmm. has barely played ever at, at this level, and he has a clean game at left tackle against a, a solid Arkansas team you know, on the road, he had one, I think, um, uh, a penalty there, the, uh, false start. But other than that, it was a, a terrific outing from him. So he's a guy, and he's also a guy you think is going to get better and better as he gains experience gets another year under his belt because he's from Germany, you know, and hasn't played a whole bunch of American football. So now you've got a guy coming back and, um, you feeling better about that left tackle position at the very least. So, um, you know, I, I think, um, I think a year into this program, this coaching staff recognizes uh, what they need to shore up. And I think offensive line and wide receiver are two positions they're going to really get after in the transfer portal.
0: B-Man, it's the bye week, right? So we know that Harson is out recruiting right now. Uh, is there anybody he's paying any special attention this week?
3: Well, he'll definitely be out in Portland to see Darius Clemens. I mean, he's probably the number one guy, high school guy on Auburn's board, you know, overall. Uh, I think he's a, a plug and play guy next year you know, has that potential at the wide receiver position. You know, you give Kobe Hudson a year uh, to get better. We'll see who comes back and who doesn't, you know, with the guys. I don't know exactly how it's going to work out, but there's going to be some turnover there. But you get a guy in like Darius Clemens. Maybe you get a a graduate transfer like um, Taj Harris from Syracuse that they just offered. Mm. Uh, He's Mm. getting a lot of interest already. The guy, uh, I think he was a second or third team all ACC player last year. Uh, and then suddenly you've got a, a wide receiver um, group that's getting that's gotten a lot better uh, just a year later.
1: Got a question here from Sherman. Uh, he's asking, do you think that we can land some of the recruits that that was considering LSU in Florida? And I n- think I've heard that Shamar James decommitted from Florida. Yeah. Uh, of course, we know the situation going on with Ed Orgeron at LSU and how that will impact recruits. Uh, do you have any anything on on who may be considering Auburn, who was or who was
3: once considering Auburn and committed to LSU? Any news on that front? Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, the, the guy you mentioned, Shamar James, is is a guy that Auburn would love to have. He can be an outside linebacker, or an edge guy. Um, I do think Alabama and Georgia are heavily involved with him, so that's going to be a battle. Uh, but I think one guy to watch on the other side, uh, Latarence Welch, is a cornerback. I uh, think he's a pretty high four star, committed to LSU at the moment. But he's a guy that Auburn has recruited really hard. And and now you can see Damari and those guys getting on to him and talking to him on Twitter and stuff. So you know he's a guy that they're really pushing for right now. So uh, that's one to keep a close eye on. And then a guy that visited, I think it was for the Georgia weekend, Austin Osbury, uh, the safeties from Baton Rouge. His dad is a is an um, assistant AD there. Um, I think Auburn's in fairly good shape for him. I wouldn't call Auburn the mm-hmm. leader, but I think Auburn's in – you know, I think they got a legit chance, chance for him, uh, especially with the turmoil, turmoil at LSU right now. So uh, those are a couple LSU guys. I'm sure there'll be more that Auburn gets involved with in the coming days and weeks. Jeremy Elkos asked, be mad. Is there anyone
1: else at Auburn High School on AU's radar?
3: Yeah. Uh, well, Braden Joyner is a junior, um, plays defensive line. And uh, I think he probably projects as an offensive guard or center, but maybe, maybe, maybe defense. But he's got a bunch of big SEC offers. Auburn's recruiting him. They haven't officially offered yet, but he's uh, definitely one to watch for the future there. And they've got some other good athletes. I think uh, they'll probably have four or five other guys signed this year. So um, uh, definitely a talented program, one that's probably going to make it to at least the semifinals. Um, we'll see. They, Central, uh, I went to that game, Central and Auburn High School, and Central took it to them pretty good. So uh, if they're going to get to the finals, they to probably get past Central again. So that that's going to be uh, an area they're going to have to prove on.
1: William Kelly asks, what about Trevian Williams? He just decommitted from FSU. And uh, there's, some, there's some guys also, too. Uh, I think, uh, I don't know if he's decommitted yet, but he was committed. Uh, an old lineman, Antavius Woody, as well. I don't know if Auburn is really going after him or not. But what about Trevian Williams?
3: Yeah, I mean, he is a guy that Auburn um, is interested in. You know, I don't know how much interest he has back there, but he's a guy that Auburn's really co- uh, recruited pretty hard. I know Old Miss was after him too, and um, I think he's been committed to Florida State. I guess he was committed to Florida State for a little while, um, I guess this summer. Um, but uh, he is definitely a guy that Auburn is involved with. Uh, you mentioned Tay Woody um, from LaFette. Um, he is a guy that's committed to F- FSU, I think, still. Uh, but Auburn is on him really, really hard. I'd be surprised if he stuck with, with FSU. Um, And then um, another guy, possible flip, is Robert Woodard uh, from Williamson uh, down in Mobile. He's a Alabama commitment, four-star linebacker, and I think Auburn's been recruiting him really, really hard. Um, I did not see him. I went down the field, but I believe he was here for the Georgia game, and uh, I think he's a guy that uh, could also flip. So I think, um, you know, I think Auburn did he get injured?
1: Did he get injured recently?
3: I think he might have, Um, but but I think you're about to see Auburn. With the success they are having on the field, how hard they've recruited and how consistently they've recruited some of these kids, I think you're going to see Auburn finish this class really, really good going into that early signing day in December.
0: Uh, B Matt, I have a question about uh, in-state recruiting. Um, so Nick Saban has been kicking our ass in state for a while now. Yep, and uh, you know we asked uh, we asked when Harson got, got hired if there was a plan to go expand our recruiting reach by possibly putting some more dollars in there. But in terms of in-state, you know, what is the strategy with in-state recruits? And, you know, with the firing of Cornelius Williams, which I was told was not popular with a lot of the high school coaches in the state, you know, are they going to be able to recover from that? Or, you know, is that something that's going to
3: linger into er- the early signing period? That's interesting because I'm with you on that. It, it certainly didn't help Auburn in-state, but then again, it's a pretty good year in-state. Auburn's already got, I think, seven of their 13 commitments. Over half are from in-state players so far. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. And um, you know, they're involved with some other really good in-state players. We've already mentioned a bunch of them. So I don't, I don't see it having a big effect so far. But uh, you know, Cornelius um, is a great recruiter. He's got great relationships in state. So I can't imagine it, you know, not having some effect, but so far it's it's been, you know, nothing drastic has occurred. Let's put it that way. I I want to
2: ask about, you you mentioned that we were in on a a linebacker recruit, the the two areas on defense that I'm most interested because we've got a lot of senior players that are getting a lot of uh, playing time right now are, is the linebacker core. Of course, we're going to lose, you know, the heart and soul of that linebacker core um after this season and then the defensive backfield with Roger McCreary and Smoke likely being gone. Do we have any solid uh whether there are people who are currently on the team who we feel who the, you know, people are confident can step in and play, or are, are there solid leads on some other guys who can play day one, uh starting next year, from your uh um, knowledge?
3: You know, I think linebacker probably um, you know, Chandler and the Kobe both seniors. I think they'll move on. I think um there's a pretty good chance that Popo will probably declare. This is my Right. My gut Just instinct, our entire linebacker quarter. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, you know, I think the next guy up is Wesley Steiner. Um, yeah. We've seen him play a, a fairly good bit this year. You can see he needs to improve, right? right? But I think that experience is good. Is going to help him get there. Um, I do think that's an area that Auburn can look at some JUCO guys possibly. Um, mm-hmm. and I think a young guy that we haven't seen a lot of, at least not not a, a, on the um not on the field on defense, but maybe on special teams, Joko Willis Joko, is a guy that, uh-huh. yeah, that if you watch Joko this Willis. film, uh-huh. you watch this Juco film, the guy has tremendous closing speed, will, will pop you. We've seen that on a, I don't remember if it was a kick return or punt it, return. It was, kick, time. It was a de- definitely a kick return. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you feel, <laughs> like that, you feel like that guy with the spring, maybe he could start to come on and help, and help Auburn there. And then I think Auburn may look at a Juco or a transfer linebacker, a middle guy. And uh, you know, we'll see what other guys develop. Powell Gordon's another guy that's committed from Auburn High School. Um, probably needs to bulk up to be an inside guy, but um pretty rangy guy, could certainly be an, an outside linebacker type, grow into a you know, one of those middle guys that um you know, runs around really good and tackles well in space or sort of like uh Zacoby and Owen do now. Mm. Auburn
1: dad, uh good to hear from you, my friend. Has a question for you. Heard Boutte might be hitting the portal as well. Um uh, don't <laughs> maybe the first you're
0: hearing that'd be, Matt. Yeah, uh, that be mad yeah that would know. be
3: amazing yeah i, I mean he I is a superstar, superstar. Yeah. yeah i
0: know he's hurt but uh you know ed orgeron was a pretty popular players coach um yeah. but however some of his why, cause the team was terrible but all right well, well his <laughs> antics some of his antics here at the end said that he was inviting girlfriends to practice and their kids were getting, taking reps in drills. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> like, just some I'm crazy not... stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if anything might have turned some of the players against them, I mean, it, it seemed pretty widespread. Uh So, I wouldn't be surprised to see some high-profile profile names transfer out of there after the season is over. For sure. Well, I would love I mean, to get Butte. would be, that would be, yeah, that, that
2: would be the, the, the biggest, I mean, you talk about an upgrade at wide receiver. Um <laughs> In grief, mm-hmm. can, yeah, can, I, I mean,
0: can, can I ask you about uh Holden Garner? Yeah, 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 hopefully, I said his name right. Um, I think that's
3: right, <laughs> yeah, right. I've heard people
0: call him Grenier a lot. Um, so this kid's coming in, uh, Rivals upgraded him to a four star just recently. Okay, yeah, he got a four star on Rivals, okay. um, Good. and uh, he is a pro style quarterback. Like, what do you you know? What's the what's what's Auburn's kind of strategy at quarterback here? I mean, we've got Bo, who could stay another year. We've got D. Davis in here. Tim, T. J. Finley transferred in. Now you're bringing in this other kid. Is holding it at quarterback, or is, is there anybody else on their board that they've got as a backup just in case he pulls a last
3: minute flip or something? Um, well, you know, they they started out recruiting a couple of quarterbacks, and I think when they got T. J. in. Uh, they decided to sort of settle on Holden. However, um, I wouldn't rule on anything there. I mean, um, first, we don't know exactly what Bo's going to do. I, I expect he'll return because I don't think he's a, you know, a, supposed to be a high draft pick. You know, I, I don't know that, but I have I mean It pre- pre- probably depends on how he
2: finishes the season. Right? right. If he finishes right. really strong, then he might declare.
3: But. Right, right. But um, I I think Auburn, if they feel great about TJ, they'll bring in Holden and they'll try to sign another good quarterback in the 23 class. I also think there's a possibility there's going to be some good quarterbacks available um, in the transfer portal after the season. So if Auburn needs to go that way, I think there's a real possibility they could do that. And, you know, there could be some guys out there that um, maybe Auburn fans recognize. We'll see. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Got a question here from Michael Morrison. Any news on Curtis Perry? I'm hearing there's some interest there, but I'm hearing he's leaning towards Bama. What What are your thoughts uh, concerning Curtis Perry? He would be a huge addition for the D-line, but, yeah. but what are your thoughts?
3: He's from Pike Road, just down the road in Montgomery, uh, or outside Montgomery. Um, very talented defensive tackle. Could also play offensive line if you wanted to, but probably going to stick to defense because of his athleticism. But I think Auburn's in it. I I wouldn't say that uh, Auburn is the team to beat, or I, I don't feel super confident about it. But I mean, there are surprises in recruiting, so maybe this will be a guy that surprises us, right? I mean, he does have connections here. He has visited here a number of times, so so we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I, if Alabama's not the team to beat, I'd, I'd be you know they're they're close to it, right? So that, that's going to be a tougher one to get. But Auburn is in the mix there. Let me ask a question about that though, like. Um you know, this is we're, we're super, you know, we're
2: not even to the end of the season. So it's probably difficult to ascertain this, but um, how much, how many of these folks do you expect to commit during the early signing period? Like they're just going to go ahead and, and and not wait until national signing day. How many of the ones that we already have committed do you think, yeah, they're just going to go ahead and, and make it happen early.
3: I think all 13 are going to go ahead and sign uh, with Auburn in December. And I think Auburn will probably end up adding more to this class before all said and done. I, th- I think, um, uh, it's gotten so most of the guys um, go ahead and commit and, and sign in December. Uh, I know that um, uh, the Osbury kid told me that he wanted to wait um, and commit at an all-star game possibly and then sign late, but we'll see. Um, but I, I think Auburn's going to take 19 or 20 in this class. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're going to, you know, you can sign, what is it, seven now, uh, transfers if you lose seven. Mm. But I think Auburn's going to go over that. So they, they, they're they going to need to save some spots for that because I, I just think um, year one under Harson, there's going to be more turnover than there was when he first got here because now everybody sort of knows exactly where they stand, right. the coaches mm. and the players. Right. So uh, this is when, when you're going to see the biggest turnover of players, I think.
2: Mm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens in both the quarterback and wide receiver room uh, when it comes yeah. to transfers just because yeah. I, I, there's just – so few seats left on the bus. Right. Like in um, a lot of these guys have a lot of eligibility in front of them. But, you know, where's their opportunity to play, especially, um, you know, at quarterback where I mean, look, T.J. Demetrius Holden. If Bo comes back another year, I don't know how all three of those guys stay. One One mm-hmm. of them's got to get out of here because it just doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, right. You still got, you know, some of the walk-on guys who they might stay on the team. I mean, but like, what's their chances of maybe going somewhere, Juco or something like that, where they can actually get some playing time? And then wide receiver, if we're going to go inside, like if we land Darius Clemens and we get a big, you know, you're talking about this grad transfer that might come in. I don't know how we retain all the receivers, that young talent that's in that room. War
1: Report family, it's your boy B. Will. We want to thank you for listening to the Wednesday Night War Room in podcast form. Now, we got more content we want to get you here specifically as podcasts. We know you love the convenience of it, but that takes time and resources. So we're asking for sponsors. If you or anybody you know would like to reach Auburn football fans, specifically the War Report's Auburn football fan community, then hit us up business at the war that's business at the war and to continue to fuel our growth please rate and review this podcast right now on whatever service you're listening on that's all i got for now so i'm not gonna hold you
2: up let's get back to it
3: yeah there there's no way they're they're gonna move on especially the guys who have been here a couple of years and aren't playing you know uh yeah. i mean something could change over the last five games with some of those guys you just never know but you know i I don't want to name them all, but Elijah Kenyon's one that, that just doesn't seem to fit with this group and doesn't get much playing time. You figured he's going to move on and, and, and right. find a better spot for him, you know, that fits, but he hasn't said that, you know, but I'm just, I'm just anybody that hasn't played a lot this season. That's a, a sophomore. or been around a couple of years. I put him high on the list as a candidate to go ahead and transfer. Is Evans, has Evans yeah, been sp- injured? What's the, yeah, I,
2: it's, it's, I've heard rumor that JJ Evans is still dealing with a lingering injury, but uh, also heard that, you know, he probably wouldn't crack the starting rotation even if he were completely healthy. I mean, is that they're, they're, I'm I'm assuming there's a high probability that he's going to leave after the yeah. end of this season as well.
3: I, yeah, I think both are right. I, I know he's been banged up at times. I don't know his current status, but I've also heard that he's really not in the mix to play. Um, so yeah, he's definitely another guy. You know, and sometimes those guys just stick around and want to go to school, want to work hard, be a part of the team, and as long as they're not having trouble, you know, maybe they will stick around. But most of the time, they want to go find some place to play, and that's what I would expect for a lot of them.
0: Yeah, I, I think with the advent of the portal, right, you know, there's always some team that will take a kid uh, that can be an immediate impact. Uh, for example, if Canyon decided to leave, I have no doubt he'll find a spot someplace yeah. quickly, right, and be able to play and have an, an impact this year. Uh, so, so,
2: but But, like, so the situation with TJ, though, like, TJ Finley is a curious one because he's already used his yep. transfer portal you know, freebie basically where he can go and play immediately. Mm. Um, You know, if, what, what is your bead on, you know, let's just take the scenario Bo Nix is back for another season. Um, Does TJ stick around? Right. Like, cause he, he can't, if he transfers somewhere, he can't play immediately unless he transfers down to junior college. Um, And so like, does he just stay here and try to fight it out for a spot between him, Demetrius Davis and, A potential another
3: transfer quarterback that could come in right like I just don't know how he plays that well I'm just guessing here but my guess would be if he feels like he's in line to be the next guy he's already transferred once let's stick it out and see how that goes and the other thing he can do is you know unless he wants to go to junior college as you said he can continue to go to school here get his degree and then maybe be eligible to be a grad transfer I don't know I don't know mm. How long it's going to take him? But maybe in a couple of years, or maybe by next year, at some point, he would be eligible to do that. So mm. I-, I think he ought to keep his options open. Um, I thought that uh, uh, who's the quarterback that transferred to Kentucky into um, from us? Yes, uh, I can't think. Gatewood, yeah. I just thought he made made mistakes because um, he needs to play. You know, Joey Gatewood needs to play football, and everywhere he's transferred to he's ended up losing the, the starting job and doesn't play. You know, right. he, he him more than anybody needed to go to junior college like Ken right. Newton did and have that great year and then find a place where he fits. So right. maybe that's what TJ needs to do. But if not junior college, then he probably needs to stick it out until he, A, gets passed by somebody, or B, uh, can graduate transfer somewhere.
0: Yeah, I don't think that the outlook is as bleak for, for TJ Finley. Um, but number one, the year's not over. Right. Uh, so literally anything can happen between now and the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh and right. number two, we do have some tape on him now getting in the game and doing some things here at Auburn, which 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 Harson seems to value. So uh he see everything I've heard about him says that he's a competitor. Um, we're being made to believe that he's really pushing Bo every week in practice. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. so I, I wouldn't have no doubt that he would be in the mix if, you know, people transferred out or, or went pro.
2: I I think my optimism for Demetrius is what has me down on TJ's prospects more than anything. Right, like I just think that if Demetrius Davis is who we think he is, um, and Bo Nix comes back, then Didi might be the number two next year. Right, and TJ slips down to the third. um, I mean, if that happens, if that happens,
1: yeah, yeah, that 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 would put TJ in in a bit of a quandary because I know. He's here to compete, but he's definitely not here to be the number three guy for sure. So right. I, I don't know what what happens there. And for all accounts, we've been hearing that Demetrius Davis has just needed to basically learn the speed of the game at this level. And if he gets that down, we've seen Harson rave about Demetrius Davis, even in fall camp. So yeah. uh, he has a lot of upsides. So I'm curious to see what happens there. Walt Taylor has one says, uh, are we getting anyone from Gwinnett County?
3: That's a talent rich area. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you know? No, but I don't know all the high schools in Gwinnett County. So there may be somebody Auburn's getting from there. I just uh, nothing pops into my head right away. But uh, it is a place that Auburn recruits really hard. I'm originally from Doraville, Georgia, which is not Gwinnett. It's DeKalb County, but I, I'm I'm familiar with um, you know the area somewhat. But nothing pops in my head right away. Dorian Heard,
1: LaTerrence uh, Welsh tagging Damari on Twitter, throwing out teasers right. to Auburn fans. I believe he might come, and I guess that's that alludes to what we talked about earlier with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damari pretty much being very active on Twitter, engaging these recruits and building relationships there. So, yeah.
0: if if you're a B Matt, if you're Brian Harson this week, you're sitting in, you're possibly sitting in Darius Clemens' living room talking to him right now. And what is this staff selling to recruits right now? I can tell you one thing, uh, you know, as high up as they are on this kid, number one state, a kid in the state of Oregon, right? Like, Um, He can at least say, look at us, try to
3: throw the ball. Right. Um, Well, And and look at this opportunity, right? mm -hmm. Play in the SEC, play in the SEC West against the best teams in the country, step in right away and potentially be a starter, have maybe a senior quarterback and a a better offensive line and a great group of running backs around you and uh, be part of this offense that you saw improve a bunch this year and is ready to take that next step and be special uh, in 2022. Mm, yeah, I I watched Clemens tape. Man, he's a game breaker. Yep, and they yeah. got to have that one guy. They don't have a one right now, right? They've got some yeah. threes, maybe. No, no offense to the current guys, but you know they just don't have number one guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think in in my opinion, the closest person is a Col- is Kobe Hudson. He's probably right. got the most like just you know natural wide receiver yep. skills with the ball yep. in his hand. Um, yeah, you know, and <laughs> maybe another year of him you know maturing in the system, he can grow into that spot. Um, but yeah, I do agree that we we still don't have that guy that you just, you know, uh, you know, a bootay where it's just like, man, you you have to guard that guy. Right. Or what's the guy who just ripped us apart from Arkansas? Um, uh, Trace t- uh,
1: Smith, I tr- think.
2: I don't know whatever his name is. He's yeah. uh, he's a game breaker as well. It's Burks, right? Burks. Yeah, yeah. Burks. Yeah, Burks. Yeah, um, it's a lot of questions in here about Tavares Dawson um, and what he's looking like. Uh, yes, yeah. what's, what's the deal there? From what?
3: Yeah, he. I think he was a, a COVID issue early on. I think he got banged up again. He's a guy we we keep we kept hearing that okay he's ready to break out. You know because he's he was like one of two guys you know that were true. Um, big play um, targets in this offense, him and D Rob were the two that, that had that type of speed, that type of ability, but this hasn't happened. So, you know, I'm going to ask again after this week to see how he's doing. Maybe this, this will be it, but he isn't, yeah. he's sort of an X factor now. Uh, maybe this second half of the season here, he can come, come, uh, you know, clean and get out there and do something special. Or maybe he's a guy that next year uh, can surprise some people and, and come on and be, uh, be a big part of the rotation. But, um, it's kind of been a little disappointing that we haven't got to see much of him so far this year.
1: I mean, is it, I mean, it seems at this point he's going to redshirt. shirt would, I mean, unless, unless he just breaks through. I mean, right. I expect if you haven't seen a freshman at this point, I, I don't, unless there's some
3: serious injuries that take place, right? Well, probably he could still play in four games in redshirt because of the new rules. Sure. And also you got to take a look at a guy like Landon King, which just a few weeks ago was on the scout team. Mm-hmm. Impresses Brian Harson earns a spot, comes in here and starts showing he can make plays, not perfect, you know, fell down on a first down, a third down pass, I think, and had a couple of drops. But you can see his athleticism. You can see that he's going to become a really good football player for Auburn over the next few years. And maybe um, Tavares can do something like that. We'll see. So uh, the one thing I would say about Brian is he always talks about we're always competing in practice over and over again. He talks about it. And uh, I think he's being real about that, right? Because he, you've seen it now with players. That compete and can come in here and actually play. I mean, they earn a spot. Um, Killian Zaire is an example. You know, he competed. He was ready to go when, when um, I'm sorry, Troxel. Uh, Troxel. When, yeah, when Troxel. Troxel got a little banged up. You know, Troxel was mm-hmm. healthy enough to go on the road. He he went through warm ups with the second team, but they had enough faith in Killian Zaire to start him, and he had that terrific game. So I think this um, coaching staff has sort of put this in this players' minds that they can compete and win a job, even if they are second or third team now. And the players believe that.
1: Uh, we had a question about Auburn potentially taking another running back, uh, giving our running back situation with Tank coming back next year, Hunter sub- basically proving himself to be a legitimate uh, option, or in the in the backfield as well. We already know Damari Austin, who's already committed. Is does Auburn? Is there any plans of Auburn taking another running back in this class? You think?
3: You know there. They recruited Quashon Judkins, right, who committed to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. But in the end, Auburn decided, you know, we're not going to take um, another running back in this class unless he's special. And I don't think they felt like um, the Judkins was special enough. He, he's a good player, maybe, maybe a great player. Um, there's a kid uh, committed to LSU right now, uh, Trevante Citizen. Mm. That is that Auburn great was after
1: him initially working yeah. I Yeah, I, I think we lost
3: him during the whole transition, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. But Auburn is still recruiting him. Carnell is. Um, and that's the guy they would take no matter what. But, you know, um, I think he's from Louisiana, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, Lake mm. Charles. So he's a guy that they're probably, you know, if, if LSU hires a good coach, that guy's going to get some momentum too, right? And, and, you know, it's not like everybody's going to just jump out of LSU's um, Commitment class, and uh, that didn't happen to Auburn during the transition. It's certainly not going to happen to LSU in that state. So, um, I think most likely Auburn does not sign another running back. It's just Demari Alston. You know, they feel good about the guys that get coming back, and even Sean is it Sean Jackson, the walk on? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think 44. it's a really good player, right? I mean, he's, he's certainly worthy of being a scholarship player. Uh, so, I think they're going to have a ton of depth as, as long as everybody's healthy with Tank, um, Darquez, and um, Damari next year. That's that's a really good. That's something Albert hasn't had in a long time. What's when? What about the transfer kid from what was it,
2: Central Michigan?
3: Um, yeah, Jordan yeah. Ingram. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. we saw him a lot in the preseason because everybody was hurt or or um, out with COVID or whatever. Um, has not played much at all this year, but I think they like him. Um, he is not a necessarily mm, he isn't a breakaway guy, but he is got some running. Uh, ability, you know, he's got really good vision, finds the hole well. I just think he's a guy they felt like needed a redshirt uh to get mm-hmm. a little bit bigger and stronger, more physical, um, hold on to the ball better, break tackles better. But I think he has a future here too. I just think he's more of a he's not a, a step in and play right away guy. Yeah, I like the the depth that we've taken we've taken a pretty huge
2: turn in the running yes. back room depth yes. uh from yeah. uh, yes. the end of last season to now.
0: So uh B man, I gotta ask you, um is there uh, and I know we kind of talked about uh, flipping recruits. Is there one recruit that's way off the wall that this staff kind of wants and nobody thinks we're going to have a shot at, but, you know, Brian Harson is going to put a full court press on him?
3: Well, I think I mentioned him, so it was not way off the wall, but it's as far off the wall as I can go Is that Robert Woodyard kid from um, Faith uh, Academy okay. right down there in Mobile. Okay. I mean, from Williamson, excuse me, Williamson. Shamar James from Faith Academy. Okay. Um but, yeah, I, 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 you know, when's the last time Auburn uh, flipped an Alabama commitment, right? It just doesn't happen. Goodness gracious. Yeah, and even I, getting
0: you know, even getting kids out of the southern part of the state in Mobile, right? When I think about all the good kids that came out of there, uh, I think Julio Jones came out of Mobile uh-huh. a really long time ago. Um, you know, I really hope this staff has a strategy to get back in the mix for some of these higher-rated kids in state. Trey Williams comes to mind as like,
1: yeah. One of the high-rated kids we was able to get from Mobile, Mobile um, in right. recent years. But, yeah, the is,
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: It's, it's been mostly Bama uh, for those kids coming
0: out of their region. Mm. Okay. So, again, before we run this, now, coming down the stretch here, especially with the early signing period, now, it's taken some of the pizzazz out of National Signing Day in February, right, because these kids are committing early and they're signing letters of intent early. Um How big does the Iron Bowl get this year if you're Brian Harson, given the current trajectory that the
3: program is on, and what will that mean for recruiting? Well, I mean, Auburn's got a shot to go into that game with playing for the SEC West title, right? I mean, that's legitimate. Ole Miss and and Texas A&M are win-or-lose games. South Carolina, Mm -hmm. Mississippi State are games you should win. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if they can win a couple more of those win-or-lose games, they're – right there playing Bama for the championship and Alabama has got great talent, but they're not as great a team as they were a year ago. You've got the Jordan hair stadium factor. Mm. Uh, you've got a coaching staff that knows how to put together a winning plan. And by then you'll have a team of players that you feel like is going to be more prepared to execute that plan, even against better players. So if, if Auburn gets to that, I would give them a legitimate shot to pull off a crazy upset and, and win it yeah yeah
0: I just think in terms of recruiting, uh, what you know if you're Jimbo Fisher, how big was beating Bama this year for recruiting for
3: you? Yeah and yeah, wow. I agree. It was big for them, and that would be you, I mean huge for Auburn. it would be. I mean, Auburn's beaten Alabama in, in 17 and 19 at home, but it hasn't necessarily carried over to recruiting, right 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 But when you're new staff and new coaches, and you know people don't know much about you because you're from the Northwest, you're from Boise, Idaho. Ah, uh, but you come into Auburn and you have this type of a season, and then you beat a team like Alabama at home, and the crowd grows crazy, and, you're, and that you have all these players in for this big atmosphere. I think this coaching staff is more prepared because they have a head coach that understands it better, in my opinion, to capitalize on wins yeah. like that and not just let it slip away. You know? Yeah. Listen,
0: I w- I will say this, be Matt. I think that it didn't carry over in recruiting before, because while we, we you know, Gus we won did the beat game,
2: but it didn't feel like we were the better team on the team.
0: Yeah, like Gus right. did beat Bama every once in a while. There was always some inexplicable loss that we weren't supposed to have that right. we had right. in that season that kind of watered down and made it seem kind of fluky. So far, through Brian Harson's seven games, he has not technically lost the game that he was supposed to right. win.
3: Right. And you know. <laughs> I don't wanna uh Nick Saban's the best coach of all time, probably. Um, but he is getting up there, right? Yeah. So you mm-hmm. if Auburn if Harson if was to beat him, you could start talking about his time has moved on and it's time for this new young mm-hmm. coach, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that sort of becoming mm-hmm. w- would that not become sort of a talking point you could use in recruiting? Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying Saban may not win another two or three national championships before he retires. You know, I'm not, it's not saying he won't. Right. But, but you can make the case that he is starting to get up there in age and maybe it's time for some new blood. I don't know,
0: B-Matt. Listen, um, I, the first, when I started to believe in what Saban was, it was a long time ago. It was, I think it was 2003 or maybe yeah. it was 2002. And uh, it was, I think it was LSU versus Kentucky. And you know what I'm talking You know the play I'm talking oh, that, that about? Ridiculous play that at the end of the game. To Devery Henderson. And he, yeah. like, catches the ball and stride and runs. And I remember I was in the athletic department after the game. I put my camera away. And I was like, you know what? I believe in my heart that Nick Saban sold his soul to the devil <laughs> for, for football wins. Right? Yeah. Like, And since then, he has just been kind of on this tear. My mom, we were talking about the other day, she was like, you know, son... Did every dynasties have to fall sometime. I was like, yeah. wow, this is a long ass dynasty." Still waiting. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't know. Um, he is getting up there, but I, I believe that this guy, when you listen to him, he doesn't sound like he's got any quit in him just yet. No. Oh no, right? never. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I don't know.
1: Cleveland says, "New question for B Matt: How refreshing is it to see Auburn getting attention
3: from recruits that would have been long shots under Gus?" very refreshing absolutely 100 percent, it is different right I, I can tell you a former assistant would say i can get a commitment for anybody but i can't hold on to him because uh, i've got to hold on to him against kirby or or, hmm. or some other head coach hmm. right because he didn't have the backing of his own head coach to get out there and and, and make that daily connection uh hmm. you know like some of these other guys do so yes it is very refreshing
0: War Rapport
3: family, it's your boy Mike G.
0: The 2021 season is here and we're cooking up a bunch of amazing new content for our listeners. New segments, new giveaways, new interviews, and new game day experiences. But you have to be an insider to get in on the action. So head on over to YouTube and search for The War Report. When you see the channel, look for the join button. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss what we've got coming. So keep listening make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast app and get your weight up by becoming an insider for the 2021 Auburn football season. Let's go, baby. Now let's get back to it. This is going to be, these games, every single one of these games is historic, guys. This is Brian Harson's first season. This could be the start of the dynasty that you're witnessing in person. I personally have not been to a Auburn game in Auburn, Alabama for about 16 years until Georgia this week, be Matt. Yeah. It was interesting being there oh, yeah. and then just watching it. You know, I had to contain all my stuff in the press box, but like... I'm sorry um, you had to watch it from the worst press box in the SEC. Uh, hey. oh, my, oh, my goodness. Listen, <laughs>
3: the guy I was Works sitting in next to... <laughs> Well, the Arkansas? I mean, it's just sealed up. You can't you can't get in the flavor of the stadium. You know, you oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a sardine can. But mm-hmm. like
0: the guy I was sitting next to, uh, Ike sat next to him at the last game. <laughs> he's just an OG guy. See, so, you know, he's been writing for a while. He looks at me. and was like you know, your partner was here last week and he couldn't contain himself. <laughs> right, I was, uh, I, I was I, I, like, "Alabama State game." Yeah, he was like, I, uh, "Your partner who was here last year, he was having a hard time keeping it on the inside." right? Oh I was, goodness! I just thought it was funny. I was like, "Yep, yeah, that sounds like Isaac." So, B um, mad. I got.
1: I have a question for you, man. Where realistically do you see Auburn finishing in recruiting? When it's all said and done, given given the the guys who are out there who Auburn is afterwards, there's a lot of movement going on I, with every end of every season. You have coaching changes, guys getting fired, recruits or their recruitment is up in the air all of a sudden. Where do you think when it all shakes out, Auburn finishes
0: in recruiting thirty 35 right now?
3: Yeah. And they've only got 13 commitments and most of the guys in the top 20 have. 18 to 20 to 23, you know, they're pretty high up there. So I think Auburn has a legitimate chance to finish in the top 20, 25. If they only get 19 or 20 commitments, it's probably not going to be as high as if they got, you know, the 25 or 26, whatever, like some schools will get. But um, I still think it's going to be a good class. And I, I also think that um, with the transfer portal, it's not all, all about the stars now. It's, it's changed. Yeah. It's about talent acquisition and you can get, Really good players to the transfer portal if you do your job. So um, I think Auburn's got a plan to to win and and to have really good football teams, and it it includes going out there and signing great players in the recruiting class, but also includes using that portal to the best of its ability.
1: Do you think uh, it, it almost seems you know I, I felt like Auburn was going to have to hit the portal hard after this rec- rec- uh, recruiting cycle just because of when. Parson got hired, the dead period, their inability because of where they were coming from, you know, not ha- being able to make inroads with these recruits to right. have to go to the portal. But it seems as almost as that they're going to probably go to the portal, but they don't need it as bad as what it may have appeared to several months earlier earlier this year. Is that is that
3: the case? I think so. Yeah, I think the recruiting has gotten better. And I think if you look at the guys that Auburn's still recruiting, they're a bunch of highly recruited players. You know, it's not a bunch of two and three stars or whatever. It's it's a uh-huh. bunch of four and four stars and rivals 100 players. So they're going to take their shot, uh, especially if they finish up as good as they could finish up. And then uh, get a bunch of guys in for the uh, Iron Bowl uh, on official visits and uh, in early December before the sign-up period. Uh, there could be a lot of excitement around this program. And I've also, uh, you know, this is the most that I've seen commitments work together on other players. Through social media and other ways, you know, Uh, so they've done a great job of rallying those guys. I don't don't think that's an accident. I think that's part of Parsons plan and and part of having this big staff that can work on these different areas. Yeah, you know, social media has become
0: such a big part of what what recruiting is. Um, And, uh, you know, now that we've started to get out there, we're running a joint. Segment with AuburnSports.com uh, with you guys, where we kind of do little video snippets, highlights of recruits to let people know, you know, measurables on recruits. And it's so funny—they're watching. These recruits are watching. We did one on Kobe Albert, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Right. Uh, his dad, his dad responded to my post and said, you know, this is this is nice, but let me update these stats for you. He's <laughs> got two yeah. more interceptions, <laughs> and he, kind of, I was, I was dying. And yeah. so they messaged me and said, Hey, if you uh if you need anything else, let me know. And I was like, Well, if you got any embarrassing stories I can tell on camera, I'll definitely take them. Uh, but <laughs> but they're awesome. but they're, but the recruits, their parents, they're all paying attention. Social media has become a huge part of it. Now, during the Brian Harson era, I have noticed that we have stepped our social media game up significantly. Right. The Auburn media machine has been on fire with clips. And things that are just really kind of exciting, especially, you know, before the season started, I saw a lot of stuff that was coming out that just really kind of got us going. And then uh, the scene in the locker room with with Mr. Serious himself with the players celebrating (laughs) the win, I thought was just so good. If you're a recruit, what does that kind of thing do for you if you're seeing this and you're seeing the coach get in there and
3: spray fake champagne with his with his players? You can see there's a buy-in, right? You can see these players believe in him, right? I mean, I think he's a bit of a hard ass on them, but he also has an ability to connect with them. Yeah. Uh, you can just see that. You you don't react that way if you don't feel that way about your coach. So I think that's big. And I, talking about their social media game, I don't know if y'all saw, but but the thing they did after Arkansas with the um, I know how you explained it. It was still pictures and video, all sort of put together, scrolling across your screen. It was pretty uh-huh. incredible. I was really impressed with the you know, what they're doing these days. It's really crazy. And they do a great job of getting stuff out to uh, commits and to prospects about, you know, wishing them luck before their game or putting up little, um, you know, things about what type of game they had that Friday night and such, or it's just, uh, you're you're right. They're very, very involved in that.
1: B-Matt, in your opinion, how do you see the season finishing for Auburn? Mm. Mm. Putting you on the spot there. (laughs) How do you see us finishing up these final five games before okay. we get into it? We got some basketball talk right. that some people want to get into. But but how I, to put a bow on football, how do you see us finishing this season?
3: Okay, I think they're going to win one of two against Ole Miss and a and I think they're going to beat South Carolina and Mississippi State. So that's three and one. That's eight and three going into Bama. I think they're going to beat Alabama at home in the Iron Bowl. I just have that Ooh. feeling.
1: Call it the offset so, in the iron bowl.
3: So that's nine wins. I don't know if that's enough to get them in the SEC championship game. It may be no. good that Auburn's not going, no. right? That, that may not be the worst thing to finish up nine and three and then get to a yeah. really good bowl game. Yeah. Call yeah. raps
0: after that. Yeah. Cause I don't know anybody yeah. who wants to play Georgia again.
3: Right. Right. Let Alabama yeah. do that. Yeah. So, yeah right. Um, right. Right. So that, that, that's the way I'm, I'm going to call it. And, and boy, this basketball team's looking good too. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Well, we got a question about recruiting Patrick,
3: uh, Jet is asked, "Do we get uh, Jarris Walker?" Yeah, same thing. Uh, Corey, Webber I'm going to say about. yes. I'm not saying that Auburn is a team to beat. I'm guaranteeing it, but yeah, I think Auburn's going to end up getting him. Yeah, why not? Mm. Uh, he is about a six-seven. Looks like a um, built like almost like a linebacker, just really strong, physical kid. But another of those elite stretch four guys. You can go back and look at Chuma and. Um, uh the dude with the with the the, the calves right now um oh uh,
2: isaac,
1: on, isaac, isaac okoro yeah, yeah right
3: Koro. and and of course jabari smith uh i mean he's the next he's the next perfect uh stretch four for auburn so yeah yep. yep yep another one yep absolutely
1: and by the way uh virginia double dribbled so every time. yes they did Just every yeah every every yeah yep uh so y- how you, you feel so y- me, are, is there is there a lot of there's a lot of optimism around this team? We we had the what's what's the guy who got injured? Uh, Flanagan, Flanagan, I believe, mm-hmm. it, it, It's is looking like he's kind of hopeful to return a little bit sooner. Is 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 he on track to
3: get back to the team soon? Mid December, which is just you know a couple of months from now, and Auburn will still be a non conference play then. And I think the positive you can take from that is that you're going to get more minutes for Chris Moore. You're going to get uh, more minutes for a guy like Jalen Williams and Jabari Smith. You know, you're going to be able to find different ways to use them. So those guys can develop a little bit more. Uh, and when Allen comes back, you're getting a, a great defender, a great shooter, a great leader, uh, a guy who can drive and finish and draw fouls and do all those things you you probably need from a veteran, uh, you know, like Allen. Um, but I, I like this team. I love the the big guys, of course. It's As Bruce said, it's as good a a front court or yeah, front court as he's had in his career. I mean, I think Walker Kessler is a special, special player. Uh, Jabari is, is not just a really good basketball player, but he's a really good leader, a really good kid, a really good all around just uh person. And I, I think he's um he just got it, I think as far as being a, a good teammate. Second and, team all SEC is a yep. true freshman. Yep. And then I think K D Johnson is a guy that everybody underrates a little bit. I think he's a shutdown type of defender. I think his three-point shot is going to be much better over, over a year ago. And it was still, you know, decent. Uh, and I think he's a guy that's going to develop also that ability to drive and to be a, a guy who can get to the foul line, too. Um, what do we what do we look like from the point guard position um, uh, with the other kid going pro? Well, with Zepp and KD on the court together, they're going <laughs> to shut down opposing backcourts. They are going to be just getting in people's heads because they're so aggressive and so good defensively. And then mm-hmm. Wendell Green's a little bit different than Zep. He's the guy who's going to shoot from anywhere. He's going to not be afraid to take that, you know, shot at the end of the half, the shot at the end of the game from, you know, the, uh, 25 footer that he, that he knocks down. He, he's that type of player, but he can also drive inside and make plays and, you know, be that assist, uh, type of point guard too. But, um, I think they complement each other pretty well. I think i has got to get, uh, you know, a little bit better play out of its wings without Alan Flanagan. Uh-huh. You know, I think KD is one guy that's going to play really well. Um, we'll see about Devin Cambridge. Can he be a consistent shooter? And can he be a consistent driver? Because he's really good when he drives in the lane and finishes mm-hmm. near the basket and he just doesn't do it enough. Uh, and then we'll see what Chris Moore becomes. I think he has one of the prettiest shots on the team. Uh, we'll just see how well he can handle the ball and how how much of a floor player he can be.
0: Uh, let me ask you about offensive identity for this. this uh... This Auburn team, the last Final Four team we had would pass up a layup for a three-pointer. Right. <laughs> right. What what kind of offensive identity is this version of Bruce Pearl
3: squad going to have? And I think Baylor uh, led the nation in three-pointers when they won it last year. So that mm-hmm. is an important part. I don't think Auburn's quite there yet with this team. Um, not with Flanagan Hurt and you know maybe them missing out on the kid from Arkansas who couldn't get in because of his grades. Uh-huh. They don't really have the have the guys to be that type of team, but I do think they can still be a really good team because they've got guys like Jabari who can hit that mid-range jumper, which nobody does anymore. Mm. uh, Really. They've got a guy, Walker Kessler, who is incredible around the basket. He is, um, he is Kevin McHale when he's making a move at the post and they can also step outside and knock down the three too. So I think it's going to be a different team than you normally see from a Bruce Pearl team where you have those guards flying around and, and and shooting the threes, you know, Jabari is going to be a three point shooter. Maybe Auburn's uh, leader when it comes to the um, you know percentage wise. But I still think this is a team that's going to have to be more balanced uh, than maybe that Final Four team was. Uh, who's the, who's the pure shooter on the team? Chris Moore has the prettiest shot. Um, Flanagan's probably the best scorer on the team when he's healthy. And, and then you know Jabari may be the guy who actually leads the team in three pointers and three-point shooting just because he's so skilled in in all areas and because Timo has to respect him and what he can do mm. with the ball in his hands, driving or pulling up or finishing.
1: Did I hear that right, that uh, Pearl felt like this is his most talented front court ever?
3: Yeah, there's ever had, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said that's, that. Uh, yeah, That's high praise considering his career. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's had some great uh, inside players at Tennessee. Seems yeah. like he's always had great forwards when he was there. But I think the, just the i just having a guy like Jalen Williams, who I think at a lot of programs maybe a guy like Jalen would have transferred, right? Because a true freshman's coming in and basically going to be the starter, and you're a junior who's sort of paid his dues and worked his way up and been a starter uh, in the league and, and played pretty good, uh, but he's going to have to find a way to, you know, probably be a a, a sixth man uh, for most of the season. I'm sure he'll start some, but. Um, that's yeah, a pretty good depth when he's your third or fourth option, you know, down there at the in the front court. Wow.
1: Mm. wow. Well, well, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what we look like in basketball. It's just it's amazing to see that Auburn is actually reloading. So,
2: so is Jabari going to be that guy that listen late in the shot clock? We're just going to give it to him and let him go to work because that's to me that's been the thing that's been an Achilles heel in the half court for Auburn for a while, like good ball movement, you know, good ability to space the floor, but like just having that guy, like, listen, ISO, let him go get a bucket. Like, is Jabari going to be that guy for this team this year?
3: I think he can be and will be at times. I don't think there's necessarily that one guy though, because when Flanagan's in the game, you would think he's that guy. Wendell Green's got that mentality. So I think it's sometimes he can be that guy too. And I think Katie Johnson has that mentality too. So um, that's, I mean, that's good that we've got multiple yeah. options. So it's not yeah. just on
2: one person. But yeah.
3: but if if I was you know uh, on the floor bouncing the ball and I wanted to give it to somebody to make the last pass, I'd be passing it to Javari, absolutely because he is so skilled and he, he does have that ability to hit the three, to drive and pull up and hit the twelve footer, or to take it all away and, and lay it in, or even drop it off to one of his teammates. Is he one and done, Brian? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, and. You know, he's not the superstar athlete, you know, that you see in some right. NBA teams, but uh-huh. he is he is skilled and smart enough to be a, a really good NBA player, I think.
0: Yeah. How do you compete year in, year out when your best player goes to the NBA
3: every year? You keep signing those players, right? Right. Yeah. You know, Jarrett Walker could be another one of those kids. Yeah, I think Trey Donaldson is gonna be a superstar, but he's probably a two or three year player. Um and then who is there? They got another do they have another commitment yet in this class? I can't I don't think they do. Uh, but they're going to get it. They're going to get a really good forward, and if, if not Jairus, I'll get somebody else really good.
1: How savvy do you have to be as a coach? Because you you do have to reload every year with finding the best player, but you're also competing with the G League as well. Yep, uh, with some of these kids who can go and just make some money for a little bit until in a waiting room before they go off and make millions. Like how savvy do you have to be as a recruiter? That uh, we want a guy who's really good, but not too good because we got to compete right. with that like what how How does that even work
3: well you got to do it like baseball does right because they got to worry about that every year too because yeah. so many of the top talent guys out of high school are signed you know with million dollar contracts right away so you've got to take those guys be smart about it make good evaluations understand the the kids uh situation because there could be a kid um you know that maybe doesn't like the need to, you know, maybe he wants to go to college and go that route because he has the money, he can afford it or whatever. So, um, I, I just think that's one more evaluation tool. But on the other hand, you got go a guy like Pearl who can go get those top guys, but also has a good eye for talent. So he can find those two or three year guys uh. that become the Bryce Browns or or uh. the Jalen Williams or, or whoever, the Devin Cambridge's, the Alan Flanagan's, etc. And then he's also really good at. Um, putting those last two or three pieces of a team together in the transfer portal, uh, so he's he's working all three areas now, and he's doing it all he's doing it all really really well. And um, you know, I've covered Auburn basketball and, and been a fan since back in the '80s. You know, I was here at some heydays back there, and you know, the early the, the middle to late '80s. You know, '88, I think they went to the grade eight that year mm-hmm. uh, with Chris Morris and those guys. But um, it was a desert for a long time until Pearl got here. Man. And he has just completely changed things. I mean, completely. Auburn, yeah. you know, kids are calling Auburn basketball school, right? Yeah, which I is, saw somebody,
2: uh, somebody on Twitter said that, which is yeah. crazy. They were like, uh, I think it was a recruit actually that yeah, said like the atmosphere was raucous and Jordan Hare for, for a this to be a basketball school. school. I was like, yeah. What?
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, this is this has become a thing because these kids are they don't they they barely remember like Cam Newton yep. now,
3: yep. right? Yeah.
0: And yeah. uh, the last thing they remember was Auburn making a Final Four. So yep. um, I got to ask you: uh, Be mad about the schedule, right? So Auburn, December first, looks like we play UCF at Auburn Arena. Um, I'm sure Gus won't be <laughs> probably not making a guest appearance. Um, but uh, you know they've got some um, they've got some interesting matchups. Uh, we play Nebraska at a neutral site. Uh, we opened up uh, SEC play against LSU right before the end of the year. The media picked Auburn fifth. Yep. Right? Of yes, the four teams right. ranked, it, what do you think about the four teams ranked in front of Auburn right now? Like, are they, are they a little, I, I feel like we're a little bit slept on.
3: Oh, I do too. I mean, I think Auburn could easily be the SEC champion again this year. I think they have that type of talent. I think if Jabari Smith had signed with the Kentucky, he would have been the first team all ACC player because I've seen plenty of freshmen be first team, all SCC players at Kentucky. And I've shaken my head, like that guy's a freshman. He's never played before. And then of course he's a first round draft pick and he's really good. So, uh, but um, yeah, I, I do think, um, I think um, the rivalry with Alabama is going to be great, but I like Pearl in those games, man. So I, I would never pick Alabama above Auburn to finish in the sec. Okay. Uh, yeah. Not until it happens. Uh, not until, you know, that guy, proves he can beat Pearl year in and year out when Pearl has a healthy team. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think Auburn is a top three team in the SEC and certainly a uh, a, t- a team that can win the conference and, and make that run in the tournament if everything goes right here at the end. Uh, you go back to that um, Final Four team, man. They got on a roll in the SEC tournament at the end of the season, mm. and they just kept it going, if not for Chuma getting hurt, if not for a terrible call by the official in the right. semifinals. You know, we might be talking about the national championship team. So
0: Yeah, listen, it was a loss against Kentucky that year at home. And everybody started to write Auburn off, yep. and then they went on a run after that. Yep. Yeah, right, all the way to the Final Four. Um, uh, it was it was incredible. I think what Bruce Pearl has been doing at Auburn is incredible. I think that it's really symbolic of what we hope to see from Brian Harson in terms of talent development. Right, right. If you come here under Bruce and you're a five star player, you're one and done. Mm. Right, you're going yeah. to the league. Yep. under this guy he's putting kids in the league every year now and uh i, I hope that brian harson is bringing some of that energy to auburn football here soon um you know where with kids come they know they're going to get developed they know they're going to get a chance to play in the league five-star players need to come here and lead first round draft picks yeah right that's what bruce yes, is I doing do. so and yeah i like this. to see that on the football side as well too
1: indeed indeed Brian Matthews, man, we thank you so much, man, for taking time out of your evening to hang with us and the War Report family. Yeah. Just give us the latest on recruiting, answer people's questions and and talk some basketball a little bit on the side as well, man. So we appreciate you. Uh, people know where to find you, of course, man. You're over at AuburnSports.com. Uh, you you want to give them your, your 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 Twitter handle just in case people want to tweet it. Oh, people want to at you.
3: Yeah, BMATAU. AU. I'm on Twitter. I'm fairly active, kind of boring, but you know, I'm on there, right? So, <laughs> you're yeah. not boring. You're not boring. I you're try, to, boring. Have some, I try no, to have not. a little fun. I try to have a little fun too sometimes. So, <laughs> but yes, yes, I appreciate that. And we're going to, I'm going to try to get out to baseball a little bit. They're playing Clemson Saturday at 11 a.m. Uh, mm-hmm. So, try to have a, a little baseball coverage during this off week. And I think uh, they announced that um, Auburn was going to have like a, a scrimmage here at the end of the month which I'm really excited about to get to see them play each other and get to see them have that slam dunk competition. They did not have at um, The tip off of tumors just because I think the, uh, the floor was a little wet or, or they were worried about slippage. So
1: shout out to Auburn sports.com. Thanks again. B Matt, for spending time with us. B U S R. We appreciate you guys. Our buddy Walt Taylor appreciate you, my good friend and uh, guys, we appreciate you for hanging out with us please on your way out, get the likes up, thumbs up. We appreciate that guys. Share this video on social media, Facebook, Twitter, use hashtag, get your weight up. Let people know that we're out here putting great content, even in a bye week Also, be sure to like this video again, subscribe to our channel. If you haven't already, you can find us on, of course, we don't list it here, but Facebook. We're on Twitter and IG at The War Report. You can also find us at TW Report on TikTok. That's it for now, but guys, we got a lot of content coming your way, so keep your eyes open. Until then, and as always, War Eagle.